everybody. Doug Bench, Doug the Brain Guy here with you again for our podcast, Brain School for Seniors. And a senior in my definition is anybody, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 79 like me, 80. I had a good friend that just turned 80. She's in a panic. No, you don't need to panic. You just need to learn how your brain works so we can help you make it work better. Uh, We've in the past here, just the past three podcasts, we've covered uh, the first three brain apples. Supersize your greeting, number one. Take an inventory, number two. And boy, is number three important. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. It's in uh, uh, podcast number 2024-13, Stomp the Ants. Man, is that important. You've got to learn to stomp the ants. Now today, we're going to learn that you got to talk back to your amygdala. And I call it Talk Back to Miggy. This is Brain Apples number four. Amygdala, well, it took me a while to remember how you spell amygdala. It's A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A. And I've already mentioned to you where it's located. Uh, there are two of them, one on each end of the hippocampus in your brain, and they're, they're almond-shaped. Amygdala, I believe, is Greek for almond. And man, is it powerful. Very, very powerful. The Creator gave it tremendous powers. Related to your emotions. Remember, it's in your non-conscious brain, so it's pre-programmed. It's pre-programmed. And some things you've got to remember before we talk about this. The duty and job of your amygdala is to keep you safe. To keep you safe. And it defines that, I guess, I'll call it, as maintaining the status quo keeping you in your comfort zone. It interprets things outside your comfort zone, not in a status quo, as a risk to you, a danger to you, and it will do everything it can to keep you from doing that because it believes that will keep you safe. But boy, I've got some bad news. Your amygdala, Miggy, lies. Oh, yes. It'll tell lies to try to keep you in your comfort zone, try to keep you at the status quo. And don't forget this. We've mentioned it in the past. When, you, when, when Nancy's trying to get a message to you, remember Nancy's your non-conscious brain. When they're trying to send you a message, if your conscious brain is busy, one of the only ways that your amygdala And Nancy can get that message to you is through your body, through body sensations and inner self-talk. And those messages, you're probably going to perceive them as indicators that you should stop or quit or resist the change that you're trying to make or the step that you're trying to take. Oh, I'm too old. I, I, I can't learn that. Oh, there's no way. But you know what? 
if you listen to Nancy and your Miggy, that's the opposite, the exact opposite of what you should do. Because it's trying to keep you safe. It doesn't want you to learn something new. It doesn't want to achieve, have you achieve at a higher level because it perceives that as a risk to you, a danger to you. Well, somehow you've got to get Nancy and more importantly, your amygdala, Miggy, I like to call it, on board with what you're going through and it's new. And one of the only ways you can do that is talking back to it, noticing what's going on, understand that it's a darn lie. It might be inner talk. It might be something that it's making your body do to try to get your attention. Uh, I'll give you a really good example of this. This uh, many years ago, I loved to run. I, Man, oh man, I loved to run. One year, 1987, I ran in a race every weekend. But, you know, uh, I think race is the wrong word. I wasn't running to win. I was running to stay in shape. I was running to be with friends. I was running to get excited at a 5K, a 10K, a 15K, a half marathon. And then I did something silly. I signed up for the Disney Marathon. I was going to run the Disney Marathon. It was the fifth annual Disney Marathon, and they always do that in January. Well, like nine or ten months before, I signed up with Lymphoma, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, runner in training, and they paid my entry fee and you know what else? They had a training program where I could go run with other people and follow uh, their recommended way to learn to run that far. 26 miles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Try to run that and see what your amygdala says to you. Well, you know what I discovered? Every other uh, Sunday... I would run a long run and we would start, you know, the long run would be three miles and then it would be five miles and then it would be seven miles. We got to the point where we never ran 26 miles in training. We saved that for the actual marathon, but I think we got up to 22 miles in our long run. But you know what would happen? I mean, even during my regular runs, uh, every other Sunday I'd run a long distance, but even my regular runs, three miles, five miles, six miles, I'd loosen up first and then start my run. Let's say I had 14 miles to go. You know what would happen? And this is after I was in pretty good shape. I, I wouldn't be two blocks, four blocks, or six blocks from home when my body would be sending me a message that I knew originated in the amygdala because I had studied the brain. And my amygdala was saying, oh, that right knee hurts. Man, we better not do this today. We better stop. And you know what I had to do? Shut up, Miggy. Shut up. I know what you're trying to do. 
you're trying to keep me from changing. You don't want me to change. Well, shut up. This is one of the times when it's okay to tell somebody to shut up. But you got to be careful if you're on a training run and somebody's right next to you and you tell out loud your amygdala to shut up, they might think you're talking to them. Time and time again that would happen. It, it might not be my right knee pain. It might just be, oh man, I am too tired today. Amygdala was sending me a message. You're too tired. No. One of the things they, they talked about in our training sessions where we would talk, they would, they would talk about the fact that uh, when you're running a marathon, there, there's going to be a time when you, quote unquote, hit the wall. And they would say, I wish they didn't, but they would say, it's going to be around t mile 21 or mile 22. You're going to hit the wall. You're going to want to quit. That's your Miggy talking to you. It'll make things hurt, everything, to try to get you to stop. But you got to talk back to Miggy. you got to say, I know what you're doing. Shut up, Miggy. We're going to run these 14 miles today. We're going to run the full marathon. I know what you're trying to do. When they said it happens around mile 21 and 22, you were listening. And you know what? I trained for nine months. I had raised a huge amount of money, over $100,000 for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And I was on the starting line, along with thousands of other people. And it was a very cold January. I remember that. Uh, they told you, uh, uh, wear layer clothes, and as you run, take things off. But don't take anything off that you want back, because we won't get it back to you. And it was true, along the trail for the marathon, there were clothes all over the place as the day warmed up, not on the running part, on the sides. And on we went. Boy, I was having fun. We ran through every Disney park, and there were bands playing, and there were people along the sides cheering you on everywhere. Water stations. About every five miles or so, they'd have a medical station if you needed it. I was having a ball. We ran through the, the castle. We ran through Epcot. It, it was just amazing. Oh, but every once in a while. And particularly when you weren't near the band. You weren't near the crowds. Your amygdala would start talking to you loudly. You're not going to make it. I'm going to make you hurt. You can't do this. Stop. Shut up, Miggy. Shut up, man. I'm having fun, and I'm going to ignore the pain you gave me in my left knee. And you know what happened? Not at my conscious level, but up from Nancy, up from your amygdala, my amygdala, came the message we were out at the uh, Disney sports area, uh, the farthest distance from the finish line that we were ever going to run that marathon. Oh, that made me mad. Because you know what? My amygdala knew it. There was no band. There were no people cheering. All you heard was a thump, thump, thump of your feet and your breathing. <gasps> and it happened. 
Biggie says, hey, this is it. You can't go any further. And you know what my amygdala did? This was unbelievable. I looked down, and there was a big knot the size of a baseball on my knee. Oh, my gosh. I better stop. Oh, wait a minute. I got a $100 bill that that's Miggy. That's Miggy. Shut up, Miggy. It's a very odd sensation when your body talks to you. But we're going to learn in detail in a, in a future podcast how you know that the messages coming from your amygdala are false or a lie. You'll learn how to do that if you stay with our podcast. Now, I, you know, I, I know most of you are going to run a marathon, and Lord knows I'm not going to run another marathon. Maybe I could. Maybe I could learn to balance on my cane while I'm running. But you know what? I had a goal in that marathon to run it in four hours. Four hours. And I crossed that finish line at four hours and three minutes. I was happy as happy could be. And I, after the race, my family was there and went over to where you could get some Gatorade and a banana and some yogurt and listen to the band play and people cheer as everybody crossed the finish line. Man, oh man, you're going to have to learn to talk back to Miggy. Because when you talk back to Miggy, you're going to be in control. You are going to be in control. When you learn to do this, talk back to Miggy, you can practice it. You can practice it. You, you can be at home on a rainy day and just go up and down one step, up and down one step, up and down one step. And when you start to get short of breath, listen to your body. Because your amygdala is going to talk to you. And practice telling to shut up. Uh, hopefully your spouse isn't anywhere nearby. Shut up, Miggy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I know how you work. I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to learn to remember names. I'm going to remember what I had for lunch yesterday. And I'm not going to let you deteriorate my memory. Because I'm learning how my brain works. That is Brain Apples number four. Talk back to Miggy. Your amygdala. You learn how to stomp the ants in Brain Apples number three. But that's not going to stop Miggy from talking to you through your body. Or even out loud in your inner talk. Shut up, Miggy. Shut up. All right, that's brain apple number four, and today we're going to stop a little early. The reason is when we get to brain apples number five, it's a long 
brain apples. So we may go over our usual 20 to 25 minutes because it's vitally important you learn brain apple number five. What is it? Have a mind, M-I-N-D, for gold. Not G-O-L-D, G-O-A-L-E-D. Have a mind for gold. Because if you want to be mega successful, if you want to have a good memory, if you want to be a superior performer, you have got to create a clear and compelling vision, goal, where you want to go and what you want to reach. And we're going to show you exactly how you do that. Remember, your non-conscious mind is five-sixths of your brain's power. And through your reticular activating system, it can bring you the answers to your questions, to your goals. It can formulate solutions to your problems and call your attention to stimuli related to your goals. So it's vitally important that you have a mind for gold. This is Doug the Brain Guy. Please, please, please send me emails. Tell me what you think. I love to get your emails. Doug at brainapples.com. I'm not getting enough of them. Just take a minute and send me an email. Tell tell me what you think so far. We've gone through the 12 brain research discoveries, the greatest ones of the last 15 years. Now we're into... The 16 strategies and techniques that you can apply to make your brain work better. I don't care. I told you before. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 79 like me. Or 109. Learn how your brain works. And you can expect have greater achievements for the rest of your life. Doug the Brain Guy, I love you all. We'll talk next time and be ready for a little bit longer because we're going to do and create for you a mind for gold. Bye, everybody.